And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Coming up, widespread rain delays harvest in Saskatchewan. And Sask Wheat wants Ottawa to take Italy to the World Trade Organization over Durham trade. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Raymore, Yorkton and Watrous, New Holland. Working hard to keep more jingle in your jeans. And brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry Shepherd at 352-1866. The 620 CKRM farm weather forecast for today. 5 to 10 millimeters of rain today. Windy's 20, the high 13, the low 10. Tomorrow, cloudy, 60%, chance of rain or drizzle, windies 30, the high 12, the low 8. Thursday's outlook, cloudy, 40%, chance of showers, the high 13, the low 5. Friday, sunny, the high 19, the low 7. Saturday, sunny, the high 21, the low 9. Sunday, partly cloudy, the high 23, the low 10. Monday, partly cloudy, the high near 22. Normal high is 19, the normal low is 4. The sun rose at 626 this morning. It sets at 725 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot is Coronac at 13 degrees in the south country. The cold spot shared by two parks, Cypress Hills Park in the southwest and Waska Sioux up north, at 7 degrees. That's the cold spot in Saskatchewan, the hot spot Coronac at 13. Estevan is 12. Saskatoon and Swift Current both 10. Weyburn and Yorkton both 12. In Regina with light rain it's 11. That's 52 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the east at 29 gusting to 39. Humidity is 95 percent. The barometer rising 101.8. Light rain and fog in Moose Jaw for the second day in a row it's 12. That's winds are from the east at 28. Once again, Regina, light rain and 11. That's 52 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. Agri-News is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers Ag Division. Forget the rest, sell with the best. Online at mcdougallauction.com. And brought to you by Edge Microactive, the new weapon against weed resistance. Visit gowancanada.com for more information. Overnight, widespread rain has brought harvest to a standstill across much of the Saskatchewan grain belt. The vice chair of Sask Wheat, Scott Hepworth, farms near Assiniboia, and he says the moisture may cause some crop downgrading. Since Friday, we've had probably about 30 mil, so it's meant we haven't uh, moved any wheels for for a few days. It's been somewhat spotty up until yesterday. I think it was pretty widespread, so our Durham wasn't quite ready to harvest, so I'm, I'm hopeful it won't completely destroy the quality, but it's definitely going to downgrade uh, a lot of crops out there uh, with this amount and and i mean it's cool today and it, there's more tomorrow so this is kind of the worst weather we could possibly dream of right now so how much of a delay for harvest any idea when you might get the wheels turning again in the field well if if tomorrow's forecast comes true i'm thinking we're going to be a week away from doing anything in our area unless the weather makes a complete 180 but no I, i'm thinking a week away from getting back in the in the field as far as harvest goes. Explain a little bit more about the downgrading of the crops. What what do you mean? Well, a lot of crops were at that stage where they were, you know, mature, just still a little bit too high in moisture content. And when you get these long-lasting soaking rains, especially on the cereal crops, it'll definitely affect almost every factor of the grade. So it's, it's not good news for the quality, for sure. 
Now, on another topic, the Sasquatch, you're, of course, the vice chair of Sasquatch Development Commission. You've issued a news release calling on the federal government to take trade action against Italy. You want to go to the World Trade Organization? Is that right? Yeah, we're asking uh, that the federal government just take some similar action to what they did with the canola file recently on the Durham file. We've been talking to and working with the federal government for a couple of years on this file. And now we know they can take action when they want to. And, and we'd just like to see them take similar action on, on the Durham file in Italy as they have with the canola file in China. Can it be effective? I think it can be. Yeah, I think the long-term resolution here is, is the federal government of Canada working with the, the government of Italy to resolve this issue once and for all for Durham producers in getting our market access back to Italy. What kind of impact has the country of origin labeling had on Canadian Durham exports to Italy? It's had a huge negative impact for Canadian uh, exports going to Italy. They, at one time and for a long time, on average, were our largest importer of Canadian Durham. And over the past two years now, they've, they've almost cut that number in half. So it's a big market loss. And they usually take, you know, the number two and three quality Durham out of Canada. So it's been a a big negative loss for Canadian Durham producers. And this is all over the use of glyphosate in drying down Durham crops, right? That has been what they have said and have targeted is our use of glyphosate pre-harvest um, on Durham. Even though we have never exceeded an MRL into the country of Italy or any other country from what I know of, they've used that as their reasoning and have targeted Canada because we're more likely to use glyphosate pre-harvest on our Durham than, than some of the other Durham-growing countries in the world. So we were the biggest importer there of Durham, so we're the biggest target, and um, that is what they've used as their reasoning so far anyways. So you hope to get this resolved to the World Trade Organization? I think that's one channel that we should be using and, and could be using if we had the cooperation of the federal government. That's not the end-all, be-all. We've, uh, we've tried every other channel that we have to make a difference. And I think we have made a bit of a, a difference and some slow progress has been made with getting Canadian Durham back into Italy. But the help of the federal government would be greatly appreciated and I think would expedite the process. So we're just asking for you know similar actions that we know they're capable of and we've been asking for for a long time and we hope they're listening. Scott Hepworth is the vice chair of Sask Wheat and Farms near Assiniboia. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And the Remax Crown Realty Ag Team of Marcel de Corby and Graham Toth. Online at landforsalesask.ca. The Canola Council of Canada supports Ottawa's push for a bilateral consultation at the WTO in the canola trade dispute with China. Canada has requested a formal meeting with China at the World Trade Organization to resolve a Chinese ban on Canadian canola shipments. Canola Council Vice President Brian Innes says China is obligated to participate in the bilateral talks. It's a really positive step for us in Canada because it means that Canada and China will sit down in Geneva and will be able to understand why China's taken actions to ban our canola. Up until this point, we've the government of Canada has made numerous requests of China to understand why why they've banned our canola, and this step will hopefully enable us to um, take a step forward and resolve the situation. I think it's really important for producers that we're taking this step. Uh, rules are important for agri-food trade. They're important to canola. 
sometimes you need to take uh, the rules and enforce them, and that's what we're doing with China and the WTO. We all know that uh, whether it's driving down the highway or how we uh, go about uh, buying and selling things with our neighbors and business partners, that rules are important, and international trade's no different. So we're, we're hopeful that this can really help uh, use the rules to, to make things better. Innes expects China to meet Canadian officials in Geneva at the WTO. They are under the WTO rules. They're obligated to come to Geneva and meet with Canada. Um, we hope that both countries come to the table ready to discuss how there's science behind the actions taken by China. Uh, the agreement we have at the WTO means that for a country to take a measure to protect the plant health of their crops, they've got to be able to justify those actions scientifically. So it's not enough to say that uh, a wheat seed has been in a shipment of Canadian canola to China and to make proof of that, but they need to explain how that wheat seed uh, is not already present in China and how um, China is not able to manage that weed seed coming to China. China has alleged inspectors found pests in some shipments of canola seeds, but the federal government says it has tried unsuccessfully to send a delegation of Canadian specialists to China to examine the evidence. The more plausible explanation for the ban on Canadian canola, though, is the arrest of a Huawei executive in Vancouver on a U.S. extradition warrant. Innes says going to the World Trade Organization could give Canada some leverage over China. Through the WTO, what it means is we have the right to take measures uh, equal to the harm that are, that's caused to Canada. So what that means, uh, similar to what happened with the country of origin and meat in the United States, is that if the WTO finds a measure uh, by China as, as not being in, in line with their commitments, that Canada has the right to take action um, to, to make up for the harm made to Canada. Innes says he would prefer Canada not take countermeasures against China. Now, our hope is that through these consultations where the countries sit down in person and in Geneva, that we're able to help resolve the situation. Uh, our, uh, we believe in rules-based trade, and our hope is that this helps to resolve it. But if not, uh, we have other avenues, uh, such as going to a full dispute settlement uh, with uh, China on this issue. The dispute with China has forced the canola sector to look for other markets and other uses for canola. That's right. Uh, it's having a major impact on our on our producers and the whole industry. Uh, what, despite what's going on in the world and a lot of things being out of the control of farmers and Canadian governments, like what's happening between China and the U.S., what is in the control of Canadian governments, uh, provincially and federally, is what we put in our gas tank. And we know as a canola sector that there's an opportunity to reduce uh, GHG emissions and to provide a stable market for canola and other oil seeds by putting more renewable content in things like diesel fuel. It's, it's a fact that we send a lot more canola to the U.S. and Europe to be used in biofuel than we use here at home. In fact, in Europe, they use three times the amount of renewable content in diesel than we do despite us having a world-leading canola industry. So one, one thing that we've seen happen is the Manitoba uh, Progressive Conservative Party is committed to increasing the content in Manitoba diesel to 5%, uh, and we're encouraging governments across Canada to see that opportunity. Brian Innes is the Vice President of Public Affairs at the Canola Council of Canada. It's been a slow start for oat deliveries due to the later-than-normal harvest. Scott Shields is the Procurement Manager with Grain Millers in Yorkton. So far, what we're seeing has been uh, small samples so far. There hasn't been a lot harvested yet, but what has been harvested has been a really good quality. You know, test weights are up from 
almost into the range of last year, the last couple of years, which were really good. And yields have been really good. Farmers have been reporting uh, average to above average yields so far. You know, the crop that's still out there looks really good. We just need Mother Nature to shine her light upon us a, a little more for the next month or so. Oat acres are up 20% this year, just in time for the opening of a second mill in October or November. Market Update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hollis Wealth. For more information or to book a free consultation, call 1-800-284-9999. And brought to you by Hicks Seed in Moss Bank. If you have the need for feed, call Hicks Seed. Grain prices were showing downward movement in early trading today. Viterra's prices for canola dropped 410 at 3.9706. Oats declined to dollar 32 at 165.86. Number 1 red spring wheat fell 66 cents at 188.66. The rest were unchanged. Durham 239.51. Feed barley 162.63. Flax 475.56. Yellow peas 213.47. Feed wheat 164.52. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange this morning, December wheat is up one and a half cents at 4.95 and three quarters cents a bushel. The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Assiniboia and Weyburn Livestock Auctions. Call Assiniboia 642-4180 or Weyburn 842-4574. This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of September 10th. It was Weyburn's turn for a regular sale last week. D1 and D2 cows sold from 83 cents to 95 cents. D3 cows sold from 73 cents to 83 cents. And good butcher bulls sold from $1.05 to $1.15. There weren't any feeders in any one weight break to establish an accurate price quotation. This has been Stephanie Dagg reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange, the market that gets the cattle and the prices too. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 7,600 hogs Monday, selling in a range of 127 to 155 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 6,900 head, selling in a range of 122 to 152 per CKG. Ham's cash hog price today is down, and four contract prices are trading lower this morning. On Monday, the Canadian dollar is up 10 basis points, with the daily exchange rate at 1.3155. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 76.09 cents U.S. U.S. cash markets are lower with Iowa, Southern Minnesota, Western Corn Belt, and national regions down $1.99, $202, and $1.91 U.S. 100 weight, respectively. Now that the USA-China trade meeting in Washington, D.C., originally planned for September, is thought to be taking place in October, the cash market has been focusing less on hope of eminently good trade news and more on the expectation of massive amounts of pork that will soon be coming to market. Furthermore, seasonality, combined with a weaker pork cutout, have in some put pressure on the cash market. Lean hard futures, meanwhile, saw a second day of pressure yesterday after seeing a limit move lower across most forward contracts on Friday. This morning's market activity shows that the nearby contracts are approaching contract lows once again and are starting to test support levels. And the outlook today, 5 to 10 millimeters of rain, windies 20, the high 13, the low 10. Tomorrow, cloudy, 60%, chance of rain or drizzle, windies 30, the high 12, the low 8. In Regina, light rain and 11, that's 52 Fahrenheit. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming.